Welcome to the Raw and Uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. And on today's episode of the Ambitious Podcast, let me tell you, we are going to be talking about something that I am very well versed in my dears, and that is how to use your divine dark, okay, dark feminine energy to step into your power once and for all. And when people hear the word dark feminine energy, it it pulls like this very negative connotation. But just like being in your light feminine energy, we have to have the polarities. We have to have the yin and the yang to balance ourselves so that we can be holistic and wholesome and totally put together. But, you know, the divine feminine has really been shunned for centuries. I have talked about it a lot on the podcast in the past, where I talk about the sister wound and the mother wound and the witch wound and all those wounds, which do have a lot to do with why divine feminine energy has been shunned for centuries in the first place. But I think that women are starting to remember on a cellular level that we were once wild, high priestess medicine women, and we were so strong and we were so powerful and we could create at a snap of a finger, and we've just lost that part of us. And I think it's so important for me to talk about this with all of you out there in ambitious land, because when you step into your dark feminine energy and you use everything that I'm going to be talking about today as far as tools, it is going to change your life and you are going to walk away as being the numero uno baddest bitch on the block. So remember, you know, we live in a world of duality, right? I always talk about this, which means that there's always a light side and a dark side to everything. And remember, feminine and masculine energies are no different. That's another obvious example of duality. And there is a light side and there is a dark side to feminine energy, And dark feminine energy is the dark side, but it doesn't mean it's the bad side. It just means it's the dark side. Like, you know, I think when we start talking about these things, we start to think about like the villain, like the the witch in uh, Wizard of Oz and like Dorothy, like the witch is the dark feminine energy and Dorothy's the light feminine energy. And that's not what I'm talking about at all. This is just a beautiful balance of the light and the darkness so that we can be holistic. So we can be whole. And there cannot be creation, remember, without destruction. And we cannot experience success without failure. And there cannot be birth without 
death and the light and the dark aspects of the feminine really work together to create this wholeness that I'm talking about. And then this is really how we as HBICs and divine females can really truly access our power on a much larger, grander scale. So let's talk a little bit about what dark feminine energy actually is. So the dark feminine, if you will, is one half of the divine feminine. She's not the negative shadow aspect of the feminine, but rather the dark, fiery, transformational aspect of womanhood. The birth, the death, and the rebirth cycle is at the center of all of our stories as women, as we all know, and at the center of Gaia or Mother Earth. And a lot of celebrities really embody this dark feminine energy. So think of like Rihanna, Beyonce, Angelina Jolie. Those are all really great examples of the dark feminine energy And if it's channeled right, it's truly an art form of self-expression. And so this is just like a little side note on femininity in general, but like, are you the type of woman, this is a real question because I had asked myself the same question, are you the type of woman who's often more masculine than feminine? And let me tell you, I I have being a masculine motherfucker down to a T because for me, Being in my masculine, or so I thought, was what was going to make me successful, was going to make me wealthy and powerful. And it really, truly, if I peel the onion, it was just a defense mechanism from any trauma that I experienced in my childhood. Like, so it's like, I don't need nobody. I'm just going to do all this myself. Like, I don't trust people. Like, I got to push. I got to shove the square peg in the round hole. And like, I have to just like be like a bull in a china shop if I want to get things done. And like, that is not fucking the way it, it like this. I mean, I know people like feel like it's a good thing, but it's really at the end of the day, it's not. And being more in your masculine can also present itself with how you dress and the people that you hang out with or the company that you keep or your hobbies, the way that you show up in your work life, your social media. Um, It can show up in your romantic relationships as well. And if you're listening to this and you're like, hmm, I'm wondering how I can be more in my divine feminine or maybe you have been distancing yourself from femininity because your beliefs about being feminine is like, I'm weak, I'm submissive, I'm all of these things. Like it doesn't have to be like that. And femininity itself and feminine energy often, as we all know, have negative and weak connotations because of how the patriarchy has shallowly defined femininity over the years, right? And the thing is, is that this definition of femininity in itself, like being like fragile and passive and gentle and over receptive and I'm obedient and I'm submissive and I'm quiet and I'm just going to be like this sexual object or like this plaything for men. And we're always just submitting to the masculine is actually toxic femininity. So you know how like we talk a lot lately and this is a buzz, some buzzwords is like, toxic masculinity or toxic masculine. There's also a toxic feminine. And the toxic feminine is like, you know, oh, I'm just going to roll over and you can have your way with me. And that's not the true representation of feminine energy. 
and the uncovering, if you will, of divine feminine in all of her glory and all of her ambitiousness and all of her greatness is really about reuniting with the key feminine aspects that we have over the years repressed and really like being feminine is so fundamental to being ambitious and it's all about progressing and elevating and leveling up and creating through being a divine feminine energy a more equalized and a more harmonious society if you will so i want to go through like what the dark versus light in the feminine energy aspect so you can kind of get like a little bit more of a feel of kind of what I'm talking about here before we really get into the tools about stepping into your dark feminine energy. So light feminine energy traits. Here's like a list of light feminine energy traits. So light, if you're in your light feminine, it you are nurturing, you're intuitive, you're compassionate, you're receptive, you are pure, right? You're graceful, you're emotional, you have deep feeling, you're empathetic, you're very forgiving, and you're very receptive, and you're super duper compassionate. I don't know if I already said this, but you are very compassionate. Now, when you're in your dark feminine energy, you your traits are as follows. You're passionate, you're creative, you're seductive, you're authentic, you're fearless, powerful, your alchemy, your magnetic, your fierce, and you are transformational. Okay. And I know that I'm talking about how the divine dark feminine will empower you, but if you overuse that, it can also disempower you just as if you overuse your light feminine, it can disempower you. And disempowered dark feminine energy will show up as follows. Okay. So like Let's talk about the toxic energy that comes along with being in the dark feminine. So if you are overly toxic in your dark feminine energy, this is how it's going to show up. You're going to show up as being a codependent. No one wants to be that. You uh, lack confidence and you lack self-worth. You also can be super over dramatic. So, like, if people call you like a drama queen, then you're really in the toxic aspects of your divine dark feminine. And you're also, um, you have a hard time asserting and you really struggle with boundaries. So, you're not assertive whatsoever and you really struggle with not only putting up boundaries, but keeping the boundaries. You can be very manipulative with your words and your actions. And a lot of women who are in their dark uh, feminine that's toxic can have sex when it doesn't really feel in alignment of their truest, highest self because sexual energy and sex transmutation can be some of the most powerful magic that we as dark feminine energy females use. Um, But like also, you know, if you're having sex and you fake orgasm, like that's toxic dark feminine. Like you're just like, oh yeah, this is great. And it's like, you're not getting shit out of it. You're in your dark feminine. And, you know, dark feminine energy has been repressed, uh, especially dark feminine over the over the years. And, you know, I feel like just because I watch what everybody does, 
I feel like there's like this huge uprising of the light feminine energy, like stepping into your like femininity and like wearing beautiful, like frilly clothes and just like being like this housewife energy, which I'm all about. Like, you know, I love that shit. Okay. But if you're like that all the time, like that, there's going to be a lot of resistance. There's going to be a lot of issues. Right. And the reason why the dark feminine has been you know, repressed over the years is because, like I said before, like the patriarchy, and I'm not talking about men in general, I'm talking about the toxic masculine men, which there are plenty out there and there have been plenty in history, um, along with modernized religion, has done like an amazing, brilliant, over-the-top convincing job that the dark feminine is evil or it's bad or it's sinful or it's of the devil, you know, it's of Satan energy, it's of dark, like the dark forces and all this stuff. And then you start thinking of like sin and witchcraft and evil. And oh my God, you bleed every month. How disgusting. And oh no, women shouldn't be independent, sovereign beings. No, that's not allowed. We got to keep them in the kitchen barefoot and pregnant and stupid and not educated and they can't have a voice and you know, blah, 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 and all this shit. And it's like, women have been associated with the dark since the beginning of time, okay? And women rule. So hear me out here. Rim, women, feminine energy rules the night and rules the moon. That's why it's mother moon, Okay. And they say that men and the and the masculine rule the sun and rule the daytime. And somewhere along the history of mankind, the dark became something to fear. It became something scary. It became something to avoid. And then women, especially women who particularly practice Wicca and witchcraft and the old pagan ways and like the old Viking Norse ways became really something to fear. And the reason why they became something to fear is because they couldn't be fucking controlled. (laughs) That's the bottom fucking line. And that's what the patriarchal structures at the time really wanted to do. They wanted to control these women because they were, we were so fucking powerful and most civilizations thousands and thousands of years ago were matriarchal civilizations. The women were the fucking leaders. We were the controllers. We were the ones that we found where the water is, where the food is. We, we, we used our intuition and then somewhere down the road that got beaten out of us because the men were like, this isn't good for us. This isn't a good campaign. So what's happened over the years is through epigenetics, through ancestral lineage, through history, through just word of mouth and stories passed down, some women have learned to really reject the darkness, reject their menstrual cycle, reject the moon cycle, reject witchcraft and paganism and spirituality. And, you know, that has really hurt us. And by, you know, shunning and repressing the dark feminine within us, the world has truly helped to disconnect us from our power and also for women. So we're also, we're disconnected from our own selves and our own power source, but we're also disconnected from other women because now we look at women like competition, not for jobs and not for like accolades, but for men. And that's the fucking problem. So When we were in these matriarchal societies, both sides of the feminine, light and dark, were very much present and were very much revered for different reasons, and both were needed. 
And so gradually over time, the dark feminine energy became distorted and the matriarchy just fell and crumbled. And then the patriarchy rose. And that is, as we know, going away. And that is why the ambitious movement was created so that we could reclaim our dark sides and let go of any limiting beliefs and anything that we've inherited through our ancestral ancestral um, energy and through our cellular DNA. And we're here to just welcome the dark feminine back into our lives because I'm telling you right now, it's the dark feminine energy that changes everything, okay? So why do we, as ambitious women, need to embrace and bring into our lives this dark feminine energy. Well, I'm there's tons of reasons and I'm going to talk about that. So as you know, because you're a lady, if you're listening to this, I know I have male listeners too, but this is a very female-centered podcast. So as you know, because you're a lady, you got pussy, you got titties, and you bleed and all that good shit. We were taught from a very young age to bury our anger, to bury our true sexual desires, and not be hoes, not be sluts, not like sex, and not like our power. And, you know, we've been told like, oh, that's not ladylike, right? I'm sure we all heard this, right? And then we also taught that our worth and our value were directly tied to how sexually attractive that we are to the the men. And that everything is a our existence really here is about supporting our men and it's about raising children at the cost of our own desires. Now let, let me tell you something right now. I love mom life. I love the child children's life. I love these women who are like I want to be a stay-at-home mom and I just want to be the best mother to my children and I want to be the best wife to my husband and that is my mission and that is my purpose. I am fucking for it all day long. But if you're doing it because you're forced to or you think that you have to, therein lies the problem. And that is what is going to pull our power from us. Now, remember, men in the same right are also taught to marry women and to have children with women and to be with women who have totally shunned their dark feminine because they're safer. But this, what this does is it creates this whole out of whack energy which leads to both the men and the women in these relationships secretly inside desiring to explore their darkness. And if they do, they feel shame from that. Because remember, men who also repress their dark masculine often are whores and cheat on their fucking wives and go to the strip clubs and get blowjobs from random people. And we all know these motherfuckers. They love this. They love the strip clubs. They love prostitutes. They love like, they want like their little wife at home, but then they want to be like a freak in the fucking streets. Do you know what I'm saying? And the the best part is, is the sex worker industry, which I am not against, by the way. I, I, I'm like equal opportunity for all. But they actually, it's so funny because they love these fucking broken, dark, these men that are not okay with their dark masculine because they can fucking take advantage of these guys and take them for all that they got. I mean, you go to the strip club. I used to work in a strip club. I've seen it all. Okay. I've done it all. I've seen it all. And I remember like 
these fucking pussy ass bitch ass men would come in and I just knew I'm like these motherfuckers have like four kids at home their wife probably is in some apron right now ironing ironing their fucking underwear and they're getting a two for one fucking t-shirt dance from fucking Mercedes (laughs) okay like not good and the dark feminine is actually our key to letting go of anything that no longer serves us and when we really dive deep and we plunge into the unknown, we truly step into our power, we connect, we reconnect with our inner strength and we really truly feel at home in our bodies and we feel at home with our sexual energy. It's not a shameful thing, it's a beautiful thing and we can access our creativity and we can have strong, fierce boundaries and we can communicate with people without feeling like, oh, they don't like me because I, t- I spoke my truth and all that. So you go from being a victim to being an alchemist and being a medicine woman and being a high priestess and being a goddess. And that is what I desire for all of you out there, okay? So there's a couple qualities that the divine feminine have. And I wanna just go over those qualities and then we're gonna get into how to tap into your divine, dark, feminine energy. So the qualities of a dark, feminine woman is she's mysterious, okay? She's not oversharing. She's not over-revealing. She's not giving too much away, especially to those people who do not fucking deserve it. She's very quiet. She's very humble. She speaks when she needs to. And She's also part of a very selective circle of women, and she's very selective of who she spends time with. She's an alpha. Usually dark feminine energy women are very much in their alpha energy, their alpha female energy. Um, They really value other high-value women and other high-value people, and they protect their energy from those people who are non-deserving. And she doesn't have to be front and center with her energy, she just like is. She just like, you know, these women that are like just, they just exude confidence and this just, oh, like think about like, um, oh gosh, like Jessica Rabbit. You know how she just like walks in and she's just like, hello. <laughs> I don't know if you guys watch Roger Rabbit in a while, but like I always think about like Jessica Rabbit. She's very sensual and she just doesn't reveal too much, you know? Um, It's really interesting because a lot of women in their dark feminine are very private. They're very private and they definitely don't have FOMO. Like you're not going to see a woman in her divine dark feminine energy like being upset because she's not like didn't get invited to something or she has like something else to do and she's going to miss something. Um, if If a woman who is deeply in her divine dark feminine energy, if she isn't being treated right, it doesn't matter if it's from like her best friend, her husband, her child, her coworker, or like someone who's serving her dinner at like the local restaurant. Like she will just like walk away. She's not being treated right. She's like walk. Oh, she will just get the fuck out of there. She moves in silence. Think of like a panther, like how they're just like walking quietly. You don't even see them coming. And her core value is detachment and disconnection. And her standards are very high. And I don't mean just like, oh, she drives a Rolls Royce and she's wearing, you know, like this perfume that's $700 an ounce or something like that. I'm talking about just like 
her energetic standards are high. Yes, women in divine dark feminine are very much about like how they show up and what they drive and the three-dimensional things too. But at the end of the day, it's really about her own energetic standards being super high. And she does not hold on to the potential of what this person will be. It's like, you either are or you're not. She's not going to try to mold you into a better man. She's not going to try to make you into a better friend. She's not going to hope and pray that you like get your shit together. She is moving on because her absence is power. And she understands like she cannot change anyone. They have to want to change themselves. And she takes extremely good care of herself. It's all about self-care. She knows her worth. She's her number one priority and she is exuding main character energy. She looks good, she feels good, and she does good. And she prioritizes pleasure, whether the pleasure is coming from having a beautiful glass of wine to eating some delicious food to the sheets that she sleeps on to the sex that she has to the the home that she lives in, like she prioritizes pleasure in all aspects of her life and her boundaries are clean and she knows how to communicate and she knows that she is not responsible for other people's feelings. And at the end of the day, she comes first. And there's a really amazing book that I love that just really exudes um, what I'm talking about. And it's called Women Who Run With Wolves. And um, it's one of the best books that I've ever read. And it's just so inspiring. So how are we going to tap into our dark feminine energy in a healthy way, in healthy ways? Okay. So if you just heard everything I said and you're like, yes, bitch, give me more of this. This is what we're doing. So the first thing that we can do to connect or I should say reconnect because we've been connected in the past, but we've lost it, right? Like we've got got it beaten out of us. So the first thing we can do is reconnect with the magic of our sacred cycle. And you guys know that I've had a lot of female issues over the last couple of years, and I'm currently... Um, trying to heal my own fibroids and heal my own cycle because I was on birth control for like 20 something years of my life because the doctor that I went to for the last years of my life said that I don't need a period, that I just can take this birth control. And like when I'm ready to have a baby, I can just come off that birth control and everything is going to be good. And we all know how that turned out. So I'm just now recently just really getting in sync with my cycle. And you know, it's a power source to have a cycle and it's a power source to be a woman. And I think that we have to start really forming like a friendly relationship with our menstrual cycle, our moon cycle, our womb cycle, whatever you want to call it. And menstrual blood, and I know this is probably like, oh my God, Katie, I can't believe we're talking about this, but like you're on the fucking Ambitious podcast. This is not the like dust your fanny with a fucking Swiffer. Okay, this is like hardcore shit we're talking about because I'm talking about this stuff because I know that it is going to help you up level your life because I'm already using these things to up level my life. So remember, menstrual blood is sacred and your cycle and our cycles for thousands of years have connected us to the earth and to the seasons and to our feminine female archetypes and the moon and really the bridge or the veil between the, the worlds. Okay. That's why like women 
are the witches. Well, there's warlocks too, but like women are the seers. We are the mediums. We're the medicine women. You know, we have like all these shamanic roots that we've totally forgotten about. And this menstrual cycle situation, moon cycle situation is also about birth and death and rebirth because that cycle is happening within you every month. And then, you know, in ancient times, which I think is so cool, women came together to bleed together, to honor the moon, you know, and and menstrual blood actually was used in ceremonies, in temples. And, and it's insane now, if you look at the patriarchal religions of the world, like a lot of these patriarchal religions, they won't even let women in the temples if they're bleeding, <laughs> okay? Like, you know, in very orthodox Judaism, if you're bleeding, you're, you can't even be around your husband. Like, you have to take a fucking mikvah bath. I mean, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. And like, I, I love my Jew friends, love them, have hundreds of them, okay? And not all of my friends are orthodox, but, and they're not doing this whole like mikvah situation. But like, this is a real thing, guys. Like, I cannot believe that menstruating women are banned from entering sacred temples where thousands of years ago, that same blood was worshiped and revered, okay? (laughs) Like, this should make us very mad. This should make us very angry. And I'm not saying like, come on, let's get the pitchforks and go kill all the men. No, what I'm saying is like, think about this. Like I want, when you listen to this podcast, I want it to open up your heart and I want it to open up your mind and I want you to think a different way, okay? The next way that we can really step into our dark feminine is meet other dark feminine women, right? So meet wild women. (laughs) I always like... That's why like on my ambitious app, the bitcherhood is so sacred to me because all these women are wild and we want more and we desire more and we have big dreams and goals and aspirations. And, you know, remember too, to get back to the menstrual thing for a second, I'm not done beating this, this dead horse, but the menstrual cycle is split, okay, into four main phases and or seasons, right? And each phase is linked to one of nature's seasons or moon phases as like an archetype, if you will. So if you think about spring is your follicular phase and summer is when you ovulate. And those two phases are seen as the light side of the feminine. But in contrast, the autumnal or the autumn is the luteal phase and your winter is your menstruation. And those two dark dark feminine energies are linked to the fall and the winter of our menstruation. And I just think it's just so interesting that we don't think about this uh, enough because we are like, put this tampon in and medicalize your period. <laughs> like, no. Um, not to be so gross, but I have been um, free bleeding for probably the last like year and a half, and it's totally changed my cycle and the way that I view my period and I've made my period now like this, like almost like a rite of passage every month into like my crone, elder, female, dark energy. And I schedule my life around my period and like where I am at in each cycle and how I'm going to feel like when I'm bleeding, you're not going to see me out like partying and like having fun with people. Like I'm at home, I'm hermiting, I'm like taking it slow, you know? And I think that when you really embrace the wild women in your life 
And you can have these conversations about your period. You can have these conversations about your pain and your suppressed emotions and your shadows and all the things that I teach over in the Ambitious app. Like there's just something so, so, so empowering about being this dark feminine woman. The third way that we can really step into our divine feminine is to follow the paths of the dark goddesses. So there's all these goddesses from all different religions, from all different backgrounds, from all different parts of history and mythology that really embody this dark feminine energy. So one, she's one of my favorites, the goddess Kali. She's all about death and rebirth. If you ever see a picture of her, she's like, ah, and she's like holding some guy's fucking dead chopped off head in one arm. And she's got like all these weapons and shit. Like she is all about like, you got to let the old you die so that the new you can be reborn. And that's what being ambitious is all about. So the goddesses like Kali or Isis or Lakshmi and another one of my favorites, Lilith or Hecate, they're all associated with and express the true energy of the dark feminine. And when you can connect with these goddesses and their powers, and it can help you reconnect with your dark feminine energy. So for example, Lilith, okay, so she was in the Bible, whatever. She was the first wife of Adam before Eve came along. But she was a crazy bitch. And she's like, you know what, Adam, fuck you. I'm not dealing with all your crap, okay? I'm not fucking submitting to you. Like, we're equals. Like, we're going to be in this damn garden and we're going to be equals. And he was like, bye, bitch. In comes Eve, right? Obviously, not. that's not the whole story. Go Google it. I'm not going to get into all that. But Lilith truly, her as a goddess, she embodies uncensored, unapologetic, untamed sexual energy and primal life force. And she is always at one with her pleasure and her desires and that dark side of the feminine. And she also, Lilith really helps us as women recognize the patriarchal power plays at work and it helps illuminate our shadows. And she truly helps us find a way back home to our true nature. And for me, this is about liberation and freedom. I also love the Black Madonna. She's also one of my muses when I'm really tapping into my dark feminine energy. And it's really cool too. I'm not going to get into this today, but if you see where Black Moon Lilith is placed in your astrological natal chart, it will make a lot of things really come to light in your own life and how you need to show up um, from here on out. The next thing that we can do to tap in is to be one with nature. And remember, like dark feminine energy can found be found literally in the earth that we walk on, the ground beneath our feet. And this, if you think about it, this is where death and decay and rebirth happens every day. And it's truly a place of magic. And it's a truly a place of alchemy. And we as women are so deeply connected to nature and we are Mother Earth and she is also a mirror of our sacred cycles, right? Like the four seasons, the moon cycles, the elements and the constant evolution of Mother Earth. We're also going through that in our own singular lives. So just be with Mother Earth you know, plant your bare feet on the earth, ground yourself, bathe in the ocean, use crystals, 
go outside and take deep breaths of air. Fucking do crazy shit with nature, man. Like go outside and see all the little animals and just be with her. At night, go look at the stars. You know, look at the moon. Think of like all of that beauty and magic. Like that will help you every day. The next way to get into your divine feminine, dark feminine is journaling. We do so much of this on the Ambitious app, you guys, like so much of the shadow work. And and even people like, I don't like to write. I hate journaling. I'm like, you've never fucking done it or you haven't done it right. And I'm going to teach you. <laughs> okay. So just listen to Katie motherfucking Boyd. Like if you're not good at journaling on your own, like on the app, we have tons of journal prompts to help you get started or focus on an aspect that maybe is lingering on in your life that you're just like disempowering your dark feminine energy. And when you feel stuck, you know, that's when you have to keep writing and you have to keep writing without censorship. We call it free writing. The next way to tap into this divine feminine energy is to practice self-love, okay? And that can be like any kind of self-love. It could be, um, you know, adorning yourself. I love this. I love this. And I do this all the time. You know, it's about uh, adorning yourself with jewelry. Like think about like these, like Isis, like back in Egyptian times and like people in her dressing room, like just putting on her robes and putting on all of her jewelry and her necklaces and her bracelets and her earrings and her headpieces and all that. And also, you know, letting go of anything that feels heavy. This can be different thought processes. This can be old programming. This could be relationships that no longer serve you. Anything that's toxic and old. Um, you really want to step into when you're going on this self-love journey, you want to step into just making peace with yourself and making peace with your flaws and, you know, taking rest when you need it and wearing beautiful clothes and like, you know, having your skincare routine and I always think about Victoria Duke when she was at Bitchapalooza and she was talking about like, you know, like touch your face and massage your skin and massage the lotion into your skin and like make everything like a ritual, like as if you were the queen. Like if you were a queen and you were this like alive, sensual, revered woman, like would you just wash your face with like a fucking Neutrogena wipe? <laughs> Probably not, you know? you would be like in a milk bath and like people would be bathing you. Like we have to step into that energy, right? We really, really do have to step into that energy. The next way that we can step into our divine uh, dark feminine is to really heal all your feminine wounds. That means heal your witch wound, heal your mother wound and heal your sister wound. I have had so much sister wound shit coming up for me lately. And I'm like, I thought I fucking healed this shit. So it's like back to the fucking drawing board. And most of us, if not all of us as women, we truly carry deep feminine wounds that came from our ancestry, that came from our present day world. They were, and a lot of them, as you know, and go back to listen to my podcast on those wounds, especially the witch hunts, the witch wound, were like these witch hunts. And it's really fucked up because back in the day, you know, women were forced to turn on each other out of fear for their own safety. And truly, this was the plan of the patriarchy all along. And it was about breaking up communities of women and breaking up their powerful bonds of the feminine and isolating them. And we can still, as you guys know, we can still see these effects in this day and age. And I'll be honest, like I have not fully 
healed my sister wound and all these wounds. And I don't fucking trust women sometimes. And I am in the women business. And I know that I won't be able to heal this wound until I do trust because it's the in the trusting of it. The mis- Let me say this again. In the mistrusting of my fellow females, it's actually perpetuating women to do things to me that make me not trust them. So it's my own fault. So I have to obviously heal that in myself and you all have to heal that in yourselves as well. And, you know, if we truly want to embrace the dark feminine and the divine feminine as a whole, we must heal our feminine wounds. So take a look around you and see yourself of how you show up in your relationships with other women, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's a community, whether whether it's colleagues, like really take a true and honest consensus of how you are showing up and you be the change that you desire to see in your community, in your bitcherhood, and really heal those feminine wounds that we still carry with us to this day. The next way is to invite anything in that's spiritual and esoteric, okay? So obviously, as we all know, with the rise of the patriarchy came the rise of logic and thinking with the left-hand side of our brain and the fall of the matriarchy, And it came with the shunning of our intuition and our magic and our creativity and our esoteric practices such as astrology and tarot and spell work and even in some ways prayer and, you know, setting intentions. I see so many people who, and listen, I'm a Catholic. I believe in baby Jesus and tuxedo t-shirt. Don't get, don't get it twisted. Okay. But I believe that there's other things other than just what the Bible says that's going to help me be a better person. And it's really truly valuing the masculine over the feminine, which is so ingrained in our society, right? And remember, during not to keep going back to the witch hunts, but this does have a lot to do with the dark feminine. During the witch hunts, it actually became, as we all know, illegal to engage in any of these practices. Like even if women were just like fond of animals or they would go out into the woods and like gathered like flowers or herbs, they would be called witch. <laughs> like it's fucking crazy. And it, it it was illegal to engage in these practices. And so if you did, you were le- labeled a witch. And that's why still to this day on a subconscious ancestral cellular level, there's still a lot of fear around um, you know, associating with these esoteric things, you know? And I think that when we reclaim the esoteric and the witchy parts about us and all these practices, it actually will help deepen our intuition and it will help us reclaim the dark feminine energy that was suppressed in us all of these years ago, right? And the next way is to have these moon rituals because the moon is so in line with the dark feminine. So, you know, over on the app, we do monthly new moon rituals together. We do new moon rituals together. And even also to kind of pontificate on this, anything that's happening in the realms of the cosmos, you know, like if Mercury is going retrograde or, you know, Pluto's going into Aquarius for the next 20 years, or we just went through spring equinox or all these things can be incorporated into our everyday lives to help us step more into our d- dark feminine. And like the dark moon phase occurs 
in the two or three days right before there's a new moon. So think about when the whole sky goes dark and the moon is completely invisible to us. That's why we call it a dark moon ritual. And the dark moon phase is linked to the divine feminine. So this is a time to connect to the divine feminine, the dark divine feminine by creating your own rituals, your own journaling, meeting your shadow self, releasing anything that you, you know, that no longer serves your highest, greatest good. And we do all this over on the Ambitious app. So if you're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, well, then head on over to the app and we will show you the way. The next way to tap into your dark feminine is to meet your shadows. And this is a place where a lot of people don't want to go because it's scary and they don't want to admit that they have this other kind of alter ego part of themselves. But when we truly embrace our shadow selves, that's when we can alchemicalize, alchemize, alchemize. Let's speak at the proper Queen's English today, Katie. That's when we can alchemize with our light feminine and become whole. So, you know, your shadow side is also known as your subconscious, okay? And this is where we bury all the thoughts and emotions and desires and traumas and dramas and shame and not enoughness and unworthiness and all of our wounds that we've ever experienced forever and ever. Amen, okay? And when we do this shadow work and this like inner work, we can truly step into our power and heal all of these wounds. And there's also a common misconception that the dark feminine is the shadow, but that's not true. Dark feminine energy helps us transform our shadows into deep wisdom and growth. So if you really want to get into more divine feminine, dark feminine stuff, head on over to the Ambitious app because there's so much there to really delve into this. The next thing is, and I know this is going to be very uncomfortable for a lot of people to talk about because they're fucking prudes and you need to fucking spread your legs and live your best life, is you got to honor the sacredness and the transmutation of sexual energy. And I, up until recently, never viewed sex as like a sacred thing. It was just like, oh, you know, you just like hook up with these random dudes because you're just trying to have them wife you up. And then they're like, deuces, I already got that pussy. I'm out of here, okay? So obviously I'm married. I don't have that problem anymore. But like, I know a lot of you out there are not married or, you know, you're looking for the right person in your life or whatever. And we as dark feminine need to view sex as a sacred act and not in a religious way, but in a spiritual soul centered way. And I don't know about you, but like, obviously I'm married, so I can't even really talk about this anymore. But like, if I wasn't married and I was who I am today, like I just could not have sex with random people. I just could not. Like my, like, I don't know. It's just for me, like my, my body and my sexual energy is so sacred and it's so intimate. And I think it's just so important to like keep that to yourself until it's like the right time, right? And we were bamboozled as women recently, like not too long ago, when we went through this like whole sexual revolution where like we were brainwashed and convinced that casual sex and just being like fucking everybody and their brother was like this ticket and this like lead way, if you will, to empowerment and gaining equality with men and like it, we fucked ourselves, okay? Because this actually ended up having the opposite effect. Because sex by nature, as you guys know, is a very intimate act. And 
even if your intentions were to keep things casual and no strings, it's like, I don't give a fuck who you are. Like we say like, oh, we're just going to be like Samantha and sex in the city and like fuck these dudes and like throw them out of our bed. But the truth of the matter is like y'all catch feelings. I used to do the same fucking exact thing. I used to try to be like super masculine in relationships and I would just like bang these random dudes and I'd be like, get, uh, I'd be like, get the fuck out of my house. And they would be like, what? And I'd be like, I'm done with you. And I, I thought in my head, like, oh, they're going to fall in love with me because I'm just such a tough bitch. And they would, their fucking dicks would literally shrivel like an old sweet potato that's been sitting in the fucking blazing hot sun for like a month. And they would just like never talk to me. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? No one loves me. No one wants to be with me. It's like, because you're being a fucking dude. <laughs> and like, no one want no man who's in their divine masculine wants to fuck another dude unless they're gay, which is a whole other story for a different day. That's not what we're talking about here, right? So the next thing to really honor and connect with your dark feminine is be in resonance with the dark masculine. And what do I mean by this? So a man who stands in his dark masculine energy will also ignite the dark feminine within a female. So one of the best ways to access dark feminine energy is to be with a man who actually has already embraced his dark masculinity. And this will show up with his ability to meet and express his emotions and sexual desires while remaining completely in control of them. And so when you're with a man that does this, you'll feel safe and you'll feel free of judgment and you'll be able to explore your divine darkness without feeling like a whore or um, evil or shameful or all these things. It's really a beautiful, beautiful thing. The next way to truly step into your dark feminine is to meditate. Now, I think that a lot of people think like meditation is like this peaceful practice. I'm going to sit on my meditation mat and I'm going to live my best life. But what I feel helps you, it helps you do is it helps unite your body, your mind, and your spirit. You feel grounded you can tune into like any shadow stuff that's coming up and you can create that space, if you will, to sit in stillness and let all your thoughts and emotions just wash over you. And I think a lot of people think that meditation is about emptying your mind. But if you're a human being living in this day and age, your mind can never be empty. Meditation is more about bringing awareness to your thoughts and recognizing that your thoughts are not who you truly are. You're just a witness to that thought, which in turn just helps you step just deeper and deeper and deeper into your dark feminine energy. The next thing is to really open your heart. And that sounds like, really, Katie? That sounds to me more like that's light feminine energy, but that's not true. To really tap into your dark feminine energy and reclaim your feminine power is to truly practice being open with not only yourself, but other people. And when we allow ourselves to open our hearts. This also, obviously, as we all know, because we're fucking afraid to do it because it's scary, but this is what cultivates courage and vulnerability and it helps you with forgiveness and just being your most incredible self. And just like the act of actual forgiving people, opening your heart is not for other people. It's about you. It's for you. And when you live your life in a wide open way, it just establishes more authentic connections and you can truly enjoy your full 
spectrum of radiance and just aliveness, right? So I hope that this inspired you. I hope that this helped you really understand what the divine dark feminine is. You're going to be passionate. You're going to be seductive. You're going to be authentic and powerful and transformative. And you're going to be the alchemist. And you're going to reconnect with your roots and your cycle and the moon. And you're not going to be putting up with anybody's fucking bullshit. And you're going to be assertive and bold. And you're going to honor your divine sexuality. And you're going to allow yourself to feel pleasure and to fully express your emotions and to truly connect with who you truly are. And I, I desire that deeply for everyone who's listening to this podcast. So if this inspired you, please share this podcast with as many people as you can. And if you're looking to really change your life, guys, all I'm asking for you to do is come on over to the Ambitious app and join our bitchhood. Join our community of other dark, divine, feminine women who are waking up every day to become better and darker and just more powerful because that's what my app is all about. And that's what all the education and tools and experiences there that I've created for you. And this has been three years in the making, this ambitious app. So think of how long I've worked on this and how much meaty goodness is in there. And you can have all this life-changing amazingness for only $111 a month. Like that's insane. You're getting $60,000 worth of coaching for just that. And I know that when you take the leap and you step into your dark, divine, feminine energy, that the app is going to send you to places and elevate you to places that you never even thought possible, but we're going to do it together. And that's what's so amazing about my incredible community over on the Ambitious app. So if you have any questions, feel free to email me at hello at kbmfc.com. But I hope to see you over on my app. And in the meantime, don't forget to stay ambitious and I will see you next Tuesday.